0: Here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley.
1: Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I tell you, I got my main man Chris here tonight. How you doing, Chris? I'm
2: doing okay. It's every time though, <laughs> every single time I'm here, you're not here. It's like what? you're you're like a you're like a ghost.
1: I'm kind of like a ninja. I've Are never you? <laughs> seen
2: you in person. It's like uh, I don't know. I you're just like this voice to me, you know.
1: You know what? We're gonna to have to fix it because uh, I'm I'm coming back uh, and I'm in I'm in studio on the 13th doing the time change. The James Cooley show is going to be switched that day until 3 p.m. Where people are driving home and this and that and uh, you know I I just want to thank Salem Media Chris so much for giving me that opportunity and we got uh uh we're gonna be in uh at three o'clock a couple more times the 30th for sure in October I mean so i tell you, the 13th when I get back <laughs> in studio, dude, I am going to call you and make sure that you in studio. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to tell your boss, okay. Kevin and, and Steve, that it's a must uh, that the host of the James Cooley Show meet Chris.
3: Okay, that sounds good to <laughs> me, man.
1: Yeah, so how you been doing, my friend?
2: I'm doing well, thank you. I am doing fantastic, as a matter of fact.
1: Man, I tell you, man. uh, Friday, you know that uh, I love to do jazz, and but before I even say jazz, I just want to say one thing to our listening audience:
0: it's Friday.
4: Friday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Man, I've been waiting to say that one for the longest, my friend. It's Friday, and uh, I tell you, my beautiful co-hosts and i can say that on air because she's my wife uh we are in temecla california tonight we've been in the studio all week and uh, i tell you chris we can to head back to dallas tomorrow but uh, i just want to introduce my great co-host and chris I i don't know if you got anything queued up but today is her birthday Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, today is her birthday. Wow. Okay. And uh, I was not able to celebrate it like I wanted to because if I would have went out and bought a couple of dozen of roses or or candy or or any of those things, um, we would not cake. We would not be able to take it back with us. And so, I, I my listening audience, I want to I want to do this, and I tell you, this is coming from the heart, and I want to wish. My beautiful wife, a happy birthday, and so I'm gonna sing this song. Happy birthday to you. Happy birth. Oh, hold on. You know what, Chris? I'm gonna stop this. I want. I. I. uh I got a jazz artist that's online right now. George, can you sing the happy birthday song to yes. Michelle?
5: Happy birthday, Michelle. Happy birthday, Michelle. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.
4: Happy Michelle. birthday. <laughs> hey that, Chris. That was
6: wonderful, George. Thank you. Oh, James, thank you. Thank you for thank you for starting it and for George for just continuing it and finishing it up.
1: Hey Chris, when you got a professional Uh, a guy that's got 12, 15 albums out there, and that's what he get paid for. Sometimes you turn it over, the heavy lifting over to them, right? Smart
2: man. You are a smart man.
1: (laughs) You know, so I I tell you, so it's Friday. I'm going to share a birthday. We're heading back to Dallas uh, early tomorrow morning, but uh, I want the world to know who this guy is. I call him George V. Johnson, Jr., And uh, we're not going to be able to play any of his music tonight, but that's okay. We don't have to because, you know, he said that he's going to do it live. And so (laughs) I chose if he's going to do it live, that that we we would do it like that. And uh, I can't wait to get the show started. I can't wait to get the show started. So. I tell you, uh, listening audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 344 1170 Again, that's one 344 1170 And uh, we, Michelle, can you tell our listening audience the purpose of tonight's show?
6: Well, I'm gonna tell you the title of tonight's show, George V. Johnson Jr., The Master of Jazz vocalists And the purpose of tonight's show is to learn about the background of George V. Johnson, Jr. to learn about the creative process in his music, to learn about the musicians who have inspired him in his career and about his performance at different venues, and hear his thoughts on how the internet has impacted the music business.
1: Can you uh, please introduce this great guest to our listening audience?
6: Yes, George (laughs) V. Johnson, Jr. is a master of the art of jazz vocalists. This lyricist, actor, playwright, producer, promoter, composer, and contributing editor was born in Washington, D.C. He attended Prince George's Community College, Howard University School of Fine Arts. Named heir apparent by the father of vocalese, the late Eddie Jefferson, his career spans over 45 years. He has shared the stage with many jazz giants. George was privileged to make his first recording debut with legendary Pharrell Sanders, on the LP Rejoice in 1981 featuring original lyrics to John Coltrane's classic Moments Notice. His most recent work includes a jazz opera featuring the music of saxophonist great Hank Mobley. Johnson has penned lyrics to 45 of his classic compositions. This project is dedicated to his friend and mentor Eddie Jefferson, father of the art of jazz vocalists, writing and singing lyrics to improvised solos. Critics are already saying this is one of the most important and extensive projects to be presented to the public from the jazz vocalist realm in many, many years. Johnson's soulful style and earthly lyrics to this great composer's work establishes new dimensions in the art of jazz vocalist. The voice assented with skillful musicians magically connects with Hank Mobley's spirit. Just imagine swinging stories that take you on a musical voyage. The James Coleen Show, It's Your life proudly presents George V johnson jr
1: how you doing george welcome wow. to the show how you doing Thank my friend
5: you so much. i'm doing good. what an introduction that was wow i didn't know i did all that <laughs> wow yeah,
1: you did that and and more my friend it brings back you know, a lot of memories oh yeah man uh you did that and more hey george can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and growing up in the washington dc area
4: yes
5: uh i'm a native washingtonian born in 1950. So I grew up during the uh doing the uh, civil rights movement and and in in the sixties. So, you know, it was pretty it was different from these marches then and marches now. So uh and so uh growing up I would see people on T V like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Jim Brown and those are my idols. And uh, I came out of high school in nineteen sixty eight. The year to rise. Now, how I uh, got in, first got introduced to the music when we moved in this in Southeast on Benny Road. The resident manager of the apartment building, his name was Spencer Payne, was a jazz pianist that played in all the local clubs and hotels. And he would have jam sessions at his house. And he had five siblings. They had, the Payne had five siblings, and it was five of us. So we'd be the little children. Hiding under the beds and peeking out the doors when the grown-ups were in there playing and, and dancing and, you know, and having fun. So, and uh, that's how I really got exposed to the music. And then my father, my father was a music lover as well. So every payday, he would always come home with records with 45 and albums and, and be blasting on his home stereo. And he had a microphone. He would always be talking and, and talking jive on the microphone. And so I watched him very carefully. He would be playing stuff like Charlie Parker and, and uh, like Lou Rawls and, and the little Anthony Imperials and, and James Brown and things like that. And be talking jazz on the radio. so I watched him carefully. So when he was gone, I would sneak and turn on the stereo system and sing those songs. And I just got good at it. That's how I started as a kid.
6: Wow. So, George, can you tell us a little bit, Mal, who were your main role models growing up as a youngster?
5: My main role models growing up were uh, Marvel's The King, like I said, Marvel's The King, Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, uh, Malcolm X, Anthony Davis, George Jackson, A. Black Brown, Soka Todd mm-hmm. Medical, Elders Cleaver. you know, because in those days, and James Brown, you know, James Brown made everybody funky you know so those <laughs> were my idols then these are the people who i saw on the screen with the messages and believe it or not in the 60s black was beautiful black was beautiful it was like brother 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 the n-word hadn't started being used then that didn't happen until the 70s i can tell you about that as well mm-hmm.
6: well yes black is beautiful thank you for reminding us of that but um
1: you know the black is beautiful just like you said man and uh say it you know, loud I we're black and we're brown yeah yeah uh, james brown <laughs> say it yeah. loud we're black and we're brown and uh i tell you bro uh i am so fascinated about uh, a lot of things that you're doing and but we're gonna take a station break but when we get back from the station break we're gonna really delve off into george v johnson jr and uh I want to hear you sing a couple of things, bro. I mean, I I want to listen to the audience to really know who you are. You know, so uh, It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. We'll be back shortly.
2: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley.
1: Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold.
7: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back. to It's your wife. I'm James Cooley. And I'll tell you,
1: Chris, uh, we, we got this uh, fantastic jazz artist uh, here. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, I know so much about him, but over the last couple of weeks I did my research. I listened to him. I even saw him in concert a couple of times. I'm about, uh, uh on the air. And uh if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Now I'ma ask George and he don't know anything about this, but uh George, if our listening audience wanted to know who you are and who your what your sound is like in 30 seconds can you explain that when then i want you to bust out with a tune i i, I george i can't hear you i think i think you turned down your volume turned down you know but uh but i, I tell you this guy is so fantastic um uh, you know um uh once you get the volume straight at the end uh are you there george can you hear me now yes yeah i I, I, knew you well okay so uh what i was saying was that uh i want our listening audience to know who you are and then i want them to experience at least 45 seconds or uh, 60 seconds of whose you are i'm talking about your music so first of all tell them uh, a little bit about you i am a jazz lyricist singer and compose them. what I do,
5: I write lyrics and improvise solo in the spirit of Eddie Jefferson, who was the father of jazz vocalists. And you might be familiar, everybody's familiar with Moody's Move for Love, the James Moody play. There I go, there I go, there I go, there I go. So one of the things that Eddie Jefferson told me after I met him was to write my own lyrics. So one of the songs that I wrote lyrics to was John Coltrane's Moments Notice. So I'd like to give you a brief demonstration of Moments Notice.
1: Are you ready? Hey, hey, you know what, bro? I am ready. Let's hear it.
5: Okay. This a man was soft and warm. You'll feel his spirit on the lawn. John Coltrane played love and magic. Listen to the message of the song. John Coltrane, glad you came along. People round the world love Coltrane's music Young cats play his sound, he lives forevermore Train played with magic Melodies so clear, the will bring you Relax, dig the sounds of Coltrane's music Coltrane fills your heart with love and harmony Train played with magic Dance him through the melody, and you will see
4: momently when you hear the next thing come.
1: Wow. You know what, man? There's, uh There's no better feeling to be able to listen to a jazz artist uh, perform his music, especially live, on national radio.
4: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: uh, and, uh, that was the first set of lyrics
5: that I wrote in 1974. Now, I held on those lyrics for years, and when I moved to New York, I was hanging out with the late, great Leon Thomas, who wrote The Creator Has a Master Plan. So he told me, uh, George, uh, uh, Pharaoh Sanders is going to be at the Village Vanguard in New York. That's where we were on, on Saturday. So he said, I want you to come down and introduce you. So when I got to the Vanguard and the great Pharaoh Sanders was there, Leon introduced me. He said, George, he said, uh, Farrell, this is George. He sang with James, he sang with James Moody, Dizzy, Lou Donaldson, Benny Golson, And so Farrell said, would you like to sing a song? So I knew he was closely associated with John Coltrane. So I said, yeah, have moment's notice. And that's how I recorded my first. And so he said, okay, give it to the uh, piano player. So I I I told the piano player while I was going to sing, we turned the club out. So I left the club that day because, actually, I was sleeping on the subway. I was living on the subway at that time, sleeping one, eye open. And that weekend, I went to stay with my mother-in-law, and she said, George, come down here and stay. So I gave Farrell the number. He called me up. He said, Farrell, he said, George, we're going to be in New York City on the weekend. Would you like to hang out? And when I got there, it was Power Station Studio. And I sat there and watched him for about an hour, and he called me up.
1: And that's when I sang my lyrics in moment's notice. That's how I did my first record in 1981. Wow. Hey, George, I think we got a caller on the line from Dallas, uh, Texas. Uh, Chris, do we still have that call online?
2: Ron is waiting to go here.
1: Hey, Ron, how are you doing, my friend? How are you doing?
4: Here I am, by the grace of God. James Cooley, let me say how much I enjoy your show and and wouldn't miss it after i first heard about it i tuned in and it's like uh a drug i can't get enough <laughs> but thank you so much <laughs> That's nice. yeah. the artist and the guest vary, and it's but it's always something special and thank you so much thank you and, i i, I want to thank
1: you A a a a. I
4: yeah.
1: want to thank you ron uh for calling in and uh this great artist man i tell you he is so fantastic and uh unfortunately we, we we can't play his music tonight but uh but guess what when you got an artist they are ready run they're ready at the drop of the dime uh, you know oh. right george that's right okay. <laughs> you always got
5: to be ready
1: <laughs> and, and and uh
4: you know, i i'm sorry go ahead
1: no i i i want i want the listener audience to know who you are this is another talk show host my friend run <laughs> and run yeah, just uh take it from there bro about oh, myself you mean about yourself and then ask him a question
4: yes i've been a jazz fan since i was knee to a duckling i think we're around the same age george and it's such a pleasure and such a privilege to uh, hear you and be able to talk with you tonight okay. but i I grew up listening to Ramsey Lewis and, and, uh, and then Red Fox, you know, and Nancy Wilson, uh, uh, Miles Davis and Cannonball, and them cats were all blue. And then I found myself on the radio some years later, not only spinning this music on the radio, but meeting a lot of these people. And one person I didn't meet that I know you knew well, and I just, I'm so jealous, sir, because I lived in the city at the same time that Eddie, Je- Eddie Jefferson was around. And he was
5: my mentor, man. He was my mentor, my yeah, dear friend. I I him for three huh. years. Wow, he was my best friend. This is why wow. I got this. This is how, he's the one that called me next in line. Is
4: that right? Yeah. Okay. Nineteen
5: seventy-seven. Yes, yes. We have a good friend in common.
4: Where'd you see him at? What a compliment. You mentioned uh, why was I lived in Pittsburgh, but I never met Daddy somehow. And I was a younger kid. Wow. I guess I was in my you know twenties at the time. Always said, but I didn't meet Eddie. He was well, he probably in New now. York or whatever, by then. He was
5: living in New York at the time. Yeah, Eddie was okay. living in New York at the time. At that time, he had moved to 227 Linden Boulevard in Queens. Okay. In Queens, that's okay. where he was okay. at that time. That wow. was, was in the 70s. That's when I met him. Uh, I met him in 1974. So that's incredible. I had eh? to go to his apartment and stay with him, and he stayed with me at my apartment. You know. Wow. I like got a chance to wow. have a personal relationship. And that's what's so important in this music business when is personal relationships because when I was coming up, you couldn't learn this in school. You have to develop
4: right. a personal relationship. Right. right. You mentioned long. you mentioned the song Moody's Mood that I know. Eddie wrote that song. Uh the lyrics were if I'm correct, uh the lyrics were written to the intro, James's intro to "I'm in the Mood for Love." Yes, right it based
5: on a impro- a impro- It's based on an on an improvised solo. See, James Moody right. was playing an improvised solo on "I'm in the Mood right. for Love," and Eddie wrote the lyrics. So he went, "Do do do there I go, there I go, there I go, there I go. Pretty wow. funny, you are the soul that's not my control. So that's what Eddie did. And for a long time, yeah, that was a big hit. It ended up being a big hit because uh, James Moody had moved to Sweden. And um, he when he recorded wow. it, he got a lot of reviews on it saying, Moody, you got this hit, you got this hit. And Moody didn't know what his hit was. A hit was getting up, hit upside the head. So when he came back to the States, he had to learn a solo over – over, he had, to learn a, he had to learn his own solo, and by this time, Eddie yeah. Jeff, he recorded in 49, Eddie Jefferson wrote lyrics to it, he recorded in 52, <laughs> actually, King Pleasure recorded it first, you know, King Pleasure, George Benson, yes, yes, Rita Franklin, uh, wow, Quincy Jones, everybody, that's one of the biggest, that's the most recorded love song in the history of jazz.
1: Wow. You Is know what? Right? You, you, you you guys are going all the way back, and I'm loving every second, but we're going to take a station break. <laughs> but we do going to come back. Hey, Brian, I'll be you're incredible, my one. friend. We're going to come back and continue this great conversation with George V. Johnson Jr., the master of jazz vocalists. We'll be back shortly after the break. It's your life. I'm James Cooley.
2: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley.
1: There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must listen to for anyone who think they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, A
2: The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution.
7: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true-life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audio books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big and be big. It's time for more. It's your life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley.
1: Hello, welcome back to your life. I'm James Cooley. And I'll tell you, (laughs) I'm I'm having so much fun uh with george v johnson jr the master of jazz vocals, and i tell you this guy's really putting it out and if you want to be part of the conversation that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 344 1170 again that's one 344 1170 and you know i tell you since i got the artists here i want to hear the artist give Give the listening audience another 45-second sampler of what he can do. George, I don't know if you're ready or not, but uh, uh, you got it. i I'm always ready. You, you you got it, my friend.
5: <laughs> okay, this next composition actually is the first uh, Charlie – I wrote lyrics to 35 of Charlie Parker's classic compositions. And one of the first songs I wrote lyrics to is My Louis Wade Shoes. And this is about a young lady – you know, you see somebody, you fall in love with them, but you never get a chance to meet them. And here it is. I saw a pretty little girl today. She only lived half a block away. Although we didn't get the chance to speak, I knew one day that we would finally meet. I used to peer on the busy streets, one walk through to hear the steady beat. All the fellows that you pass would speak constantly which he wants you meet. I tried to tell him that I loved the way she looked, but I never get the chance. I only wish that we could someday be together. Maybe start a sweet romance. I'm so lucky if you were to go to You can't believe you had a lot to say. Now if we only get the chance to see, I'll wipe that girl at the market feet. It's a beautiful day in September. Now the kids we are getting out and then all of a sudden, if I looked up to the corner, I could see her walking down on the street. My, she was tricky. I ran to the corner to see if I could find her with a name. I'm cool. she was sweet. I hoped she was supposed to be sexually getting the best. And when I wiped out a and all of a sudden, in a minute, she would be gone. And we got to the gang, cat. But meanwhile, the can't record real life. I'm going to stop it right there. <laughs> oh,
6: that was wonderful. That was great, it. George. I like that. I'm here just, just bopping in my seat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yes, yes, that's the one his classic. Oh, okay. So, George, how do you feel the Internet has impacted the music business? I repeat that question again. How do you feel the Internet has impacted the music business?
5: Wow, it makes everything real time because what we're doing there, anybody around the world can watch it. And that's the amazing thing. That's why you have to be careful what you say because everybody's listening. You know, now with the cell phones, you know, that's really impacted the world as far as the uh, the crime, the police beatings and and all sorts of things, you know. And and one of the things that Dr. Spock said, you know, remember when the, uh, Star Star Trek first came out? It was say, like, beam me up, Scotty. You know what I mean? Now we're really beaming people up, practically beaming people up, you know, with the Zoom and with the cell phone. So it's really impacted the world. And this is how I'm able to get my music listened to around the world. Just like, where are you? Are you in California? Yes. You're in LA? And yeah. I'm in DC this is amazing you know what i mean this, this is really something How we can talk and and share this share my story and everybody else's story right here on live on radio thank you very much
6: exactly one day we'll be able to beam you up into one place to another but <laughs> um, so wait george if there is one thing about the music industry that you can change what would it be
5: uh. As far as I think, I, I think that uh, jazz. I think jazz musicians need to need more attention. You know, I, you know, every every ten years, you know, the music changes, but jazz is always here. And I think, you know, uh, this is America's true and only original art form. This is African American classical music. It's the only original art form we need to get more focus on this music. We need to put it into the schools and make sure. The, 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 the inner city schools, not just the, the, the schools in the suburbs. It needs to be in the inner, inner city schools. The black kids, black children need to learn about their culture and about the music. And that's what I think uh, uh, the music business needs, uh, the, this industry needs to focus on the educational part to get this music out. That's what I would change.
1: Wow, and you know what uh, that is so absolutely fantastic because uh we we would we have to figure out um uh, how we gonna get the music out and we have to uh just like uh, we're talking about uh, uh musicians and you know, so so how, how who inspired you, I'm talking about you, uh, to fall in the footsteps to do the great things that you are doing.
5: Actually it's Maybe, maybe three people, three different people. My father, and then was John Malachi, who was the pianist with the Billy Eckstine big band who gave Sarah Vaughn the name set to Sarah Vaughn, and Eddie Jefferson. And uh, Eddie Jefferson, you know, when he met me, he, he said, okay, you have my music. This is really great. You need to write, create your own stuff. And that inspired me to start writing lyrics. And I've gone nonstop. And uh, I've written lyrics about it. Several hundreds of songs, and so now, what I'm trying to do now that I'm retired from the railroad, and I retired, I'm, a, I'm a retired train conductor. Now I'm, uh, now I'm focusing on myself because at first I was focusing with the Washington DC Jazz Network. I was helping other musicians. If you go to the site, you you see it's a basic, it's a basic like uh, network like like Facebook. So what I'm trying to do now is focus on myself and record, and say, and handle that business and 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 got all the eyes so no mistakes or anything so that's what I'm focused on right now myself
1: in the recording. Wow, I I got my uh, great friend here Joshua Goldsmith that's been listening to the conversation in, in studio here with us and uh, Josh, I'm, I'm curious to uh get your take on how uh, what you think about this great man?
8: Oh, you know, I'm just
1: grateful to be a fly on the
8: wall here. How you doing, George?
5: Oh, yeah, I'm doing good. How you doing?
8: Good, good. good. I had a question. Uh, nice to meet you too. I, I was wondering, what was it like, and what influence did it have on you uh, during making music during the civil right everything going on the changes during the civil right era. Oh,
5: that was a hell of a period. Because at that, that, but during that particular time, we, we're talking about the mid '60s. Uh, Yes, growing up. That's when I really began to see, uh, to understand life. Period. You know, this black and white thing. You know, just black and white. Because if, when I was growing up, thought all white people, were white people, and everybody was human, You know, until uh, until uh, I experienced some things in my life. But uh, uh, the civil rights movement. We had we had James Brown. You know, he was always giving us. He was like our biggest musical icon with the message. And then you had the jazz, you had John Coltrane and Miles, and you and all those guys. But during that period, uh, Marvin Gaye came out with the message music. What's going on? You know what I mean? And then the temptations, you know, you know, a Psychedelic Shack, Papa got a brand new bag. You know, all those things influenced me. And so I was, I was influenced with the funk, with the R&B, with the funk, up until the jazz. That's why you know, I move around and dance so much because, you know, that's how the music influenced me.
3: But, yeah.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I could tell it means a lot. And, uh, I was just going to follow one question. What does music mean to you and why? Music is
5: life. Music is that outlet, you know, when you're, when you're sad, you've got things in your mind, or if you're working, music is an uplifting spiritual sound. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's 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 something where everybody can communicate no matter what country no matter where you're from if you like music music brings people together you know people can love you because of the music you know
1: what I mean? that's what music does it brings people together mm-hmm. man you are absolutely you're absolutely wonderful with your answer and uh music does bring the world together and um uh, if you had to pick uh, your one of your favorite songs that you have performed, can you tell our listening audience what song would that be and why? Uh,
5: the most, my most favorite song, uh, favorite song that most people recognize, would probably would have been "A Night in Tunisia" by uh, by Billie "A Night in Tunisia." You know, uh, no, and then you know I have so many favorites. Then I have uh, another favorite uh, uh, by uh, Hank Mobley called Soul Station. You know, I wrote a jazz opera. I wrote two jazz operas. One is featuring the music of Hank Mobley, and this one particular solo called Soul Station. It's a classic, and and that's uh, that was one of his biggest hits and it's very recognized. And that's one of the things. That's one of the songs I want to record. I want to record. Soul, <laughs> Soul station. Soul station. I can give you a demonstration on that later on when
1: you're ready. I tell you, I tell you, I would love to have a demonstration on that when we get back from the break. Well, we gotta take a station break right, right now. Yeah, and okay, I tell you, we right, okay. we are enjoying this conversation with George V. Johnson Junior. If you wanna be part of the conversation, that's 117 eight three four four eleven seven. We'll be back shortly with more George after the break. It's your life. I'm James Cooley.
2: There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas.
7: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, oh, man,
1: George V. Johnson Jr. is putting it down. Yeah. And uh, he is what I call the man, D-A, the man. And uh, it's just such a pleasure to have him on the show tonight. And if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 344 Again, that's one 344 George, before we get back to asking questions, uh, do, do you yeah. have anything else for me? I mean, I'm loving everything that you're doing. Can you give me 45 seconds or a minute uh, or some more of your great music?
5: Yeah, okay. I wrote wrote a jazz opera featuring the music of saxophonist, tenor saxophonist Hank Mobley. And one of his most famous compositions is called Soul Station. So I'm going to give you a demonstration of Soul Station. It's 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 a nightclub scene. And so you'll figure it out. Here we go. I tried to call you on the phone The telephone rang, but you weren't
4: home
5: I to drive down Dayton's streets I said, oh my gosh, what could my parents do? In May morning Every evening she's always jabbing. I think she's cheating. Down at the soul station. That's where the woman hangs is where she gives her kids I want to settle down. And I'll be a girl that's not so wild. I'm putting her things out on the street, and find me a girl that really treats me sweet.
4: No more
5: playing, no more gaming,
4: I'm
5: tired of scheming every evening. I found me a brand new baby, she's very, very nice,
4: she caught me looking.
5: I met her grooving down the station, everybody was dancing. I ordered a drink so I could sort of cool down. I had this feeling it would never be the same because I was meant to leave a on her. And then she strode past my table, she was looking so good. I'm
4: gonna to to
1: squeeze it inside, take a little bit. Well, that's a little piece of that. I don't want to wow, give up whole wow man, you know what, man? Wow. It's so wonderful to have a jazz artist on the show yes. that's actually <laughs> I mean, performing his song so that our listening audience uh, can get a real feel of the song, not just a recorded song. Uh, but what the yes. artist is thinking, and I got my cousin Marlon Cooley here, the actress, oh. Hollywood, all that stuff. She listening uh-huh. to you. George, I just want yes. you to know. And, uh, Marlon, what do you think of this guy so cool?
8: Oh, I think it's wonderful. I love the jazz. I mean, this is what our younger generation needs to hear. They need to know how to learn, listen, and know how to do this. Because jazz is just a beautiful art. I love it. I love the lyrics. It was wonderful listening to you. Yes, what, it was. Well,
1: yeah. Marlon and George, both of you guys, are in the arts. How do we refocus our younger generations into first of all understanding uh, the the jazz history, the history of jazz, and also understanding uh, the how important the arts is. Not just from a jazz perspective, but that's what we're talking about. But from a musical perspective, from an acting perspective, from a history perspective, from a black history perspective. Marlon, you first. How mm-hmm. how, how do we get uh, our listening audience refocusing?
0: Well,
8: that? first we have to introduce it to them, and then we have to have mentors out there. And like Chris, correct? Yes. Okay. Like Chris, we need people like that to go out there into the community Show or it. to the schools.
1: George, (laughs) George, George.
8: Sorry. Sorry about that, George. Okay, but we need George to go out into the community and um, introduce, you know, to the youth about jazz, because, I mean, it's such a wonderful art. I mean, you have so many elements in it. You got the lyrics, uh, you got all the different musicians, you got all the different bands. That's what we need to do. And one thing about the arts, you know, it makes you think. Uh, it, it gives you confidence. Uh, it gives you listening skills. It gives you reading skills. And, and, and that's what we need. So I just want to say thank you, George. I, I've uh, been an advocate of jazz since I was a little girl. That's what my father used to do play Miles Davis and all the greats. And we really, really need that art to come back again because that is the real artists, the real musicians, the exactly. real lyrics. Yeah. And the writing you do,
1: and George, man, uh, are so you are inspiration to so many of the jazz artists out there. Actually, one of your proteges turned me on to you, Sweet Lou, Arsatosis, yes, nice. yeah. and uh, I tell so you, nice. and, he, and, <laughs> and he's listening tonight. And uh, okay. what would you uh, suggest or encourage our younger generations? on how the, they can keep this great music going and how they can get a better understanding of knowing what it is and how to go about writing and producing such great music as you do?
5: Well, you have to learn the business. It's all about education. You know, you make some mistakes, but you, you learn you keep moving. But it's all about education. And what I've done, I've developed uh, workshops, the Eddie Jefferson School of Bach, and uh, I'd like to uh, uh, get, it in, get it in, you know, what, uh, what she said uh, about the educate, about the schools, get it in the schools. And I like to take it even another level, like Sesame Street. Give me on a show like Sesame Street. You know, take it to another level, a wider audience, or, you know, like your show. This is giving me an opportunity to spread my message out there. And the main thing is for the young kids to do is study your, study your elders. You can't push aside. as you push that aside, it's like pushing aside your grand your mommy your grandma, your, mama, your, grandmama, your granddad. Study your elders because they we have the keys. The elders have the keys and we're all looking for keys to open unlock doors and build bridges. We must continue to build bridges and spread the message to the world and and you know, go out and, and, and listen to my music. You, you can reach me. My website is com. And I also own a, uh, a social network called the Washington DC Jazz Network. It's a miniature Facebook. I'm the Wizard of Oz. I help people, I help musicians. I have a hundred thousand emails right in my phone. I do email blasts. You know, I can. Shoot out a concert, this and that, and the whole thing and that's that's what's so important about this about this cell phone and this this internet thing it, you have an opportunity to to google up anything you want to know. you understand anything you want to know you can google it up if you want to know about Georgie Johnson about the history of jazz, the history of the music business, how to do publishing, how to do cover all you got to do is google it up and just take your time even I'm not perfect I've made mistakes. You know, but once you make a mistake,
1: you just keep on moving. Keep on moving. Hey, I, on. I I got a quick caller on the line, and uh, we got Myron from Fort Worth. Uh, Myron, uh, real quickly, how you doing, my friend? And uh, uh, just tell just tell our listeners what you think about this guy so far.
3: James, and good evening, everyone. James, man, bringing this guy to the to the rest of the world tonight is is a, is, a, is a, just a great privilege for us to even hear from him. It just, you know, they say that music is what the, the the universal language, and jazz is the soul of that language. I'm just so privileged just to be able to hear him this evening, and thank you again for for allowing us to hear a little bit about this great great American and his his music. It just reminds me of when I was a kid growing up in Baltimore that jazz was that flavor that I I grew up around, and even in high school, and my great my, my mentor was a guy named Tom Delane. Thomas Delane, and he was a musician himself, a friend of Dizzy Gillespie. And so that's how I got connected to music, just being around him and hearing guys like George B. John. That flavor you bring, George, is what I grew up with. So it's so great to hear that tonight Uh, again. Nothing uh, jazz. Nothing jazz, Baltimore. (laughs)
1: You know, I tell hand. you, we, we're down to the last uh, minute of the show, but uh, Myron, oh, that okay. is so fantastic. And Myron, let's put our hands together and, and thank this great uh, guest for coming on the show and sharing his knowledge and sharing his, his word with us. So, yes. George, thank you, s- thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you for uh, having me on the show, James Cooley. I, I, you know, we're going to do this again. I'd like to thank my great uh, co-host, Michelle Cooley or oh, who 's always here, I like to thank my thank producer Chris uh Chris, my guy, fun fun uh, you know and uh, and I tell you yeah. what uh, most you. importantly, I want to say thanks to Joshua Goldsmith and Marlon yes. uh... thanks to my listening audience for taking the time to listen in and I remember we 're always looking for sponsors, so we can continue to bring this great message to you we 're going to sign off right now, but I want everybody to have an absolutely wonderful weekend. And we will be back Monday from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, Michelle and I. And uh, I'll tell you what, let's tune in because we've got a great show next week. (laughs) It's your life. I'm James Cooley.